We now introduce you to the teaching ministry of Pastor Joseph Kansima. Pastor Kansima is a man of God who teaches the Word of God in simplicity but with great impact. The Bible says I am. I can do what the Bible says I can do. As I hear the word, I declare faith is coming in my heart. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. I'm a believer, and not a doubter. So as I hear the word, the word shall bear fruit in my heart. In Jesus' name. Amen. We continuing talking our theme of becoming a poverty and sickness-free church. Becoming a sickness and poverty-free church. Lift up your right hand. Say, by the grace of God, God, it's very possible possible for me to be poverty-free and sickness-free. I did not say you have to be uh, debt free. I said you have to be poverty free. Uh, Because to be debt free is not a blessing. It's not a blessing. Homeless people are debt free. But they are not poverty free. Amen. Therefore we're talking about being a poverty free church. A sickness-free church. And for that to happen, we must have poverty-free believers and sickness-free believers. Now, when I say that, or as I have been saying that, most of us, it it has not uh, yet dawned in our minds that it's very possible to be born again, and to be totally free from poverty. It has not dawned to most of us in our hearts that you can be born again and be totally sickness-free sickness free, and walk in divine health. It has not yet come into our hearts most of us. And we may find it difficult because our personal experiences tells us that it is not possible for a person here on earth to be poverty free. It may be also in our minds because of our experiences to say It's not possible for someone to be sickness free. Our experiences may tell us that. Apart from our personal experiences, we are also surrounded by many, many born again Christians who are poor, who are sick, and those who die sick. So when I say that, I know very well that it's it's very difficult for our mind to grasp it. 
As a matter of fact, even somebody who will hear this, maybe on TV or on the CD, they may say this pastor is crazy. What does he mean that he can have, he can have um, a poverty-free church? Because our experiences tells us that it's not possible. But the Bible says what is impossible with man is possible with God. Come on, say what is impossible with man is possible with God. And so when our minds are not comprehending, comprehending that, the best thing we need to do is to come to the Bible and say, what does the Bible say? And I think the week before Easter, I talked about how to walk in faith, how to believe the word of God. One of the things I said is that you cannot believe God until you understand the integrity of God's word. Until you are convinced of the integrity of God's word. Integrity of God's word simply means whatever God says becomes. Or whatever God has said, he also has the power to perform it. Integrity of God's word also tells us that God cannot lie. Whatever he has said in his word it is true and it cannot be changed. Integrity of God's word also tells us that God cannot change. He is not a man that can change. He says this today and tomorrow he changes. In other words, as you read the Bible, you need to understand that the Bible is real. What is written in the word or in the Bible is real. They can happen to you and they can happen to me. Now, there are times when we read the Bible, after we read the Bible, one part of us tells us that it is not possible for now. That's why sometimes people want to transfer things in the millennium or it happened when Jesus was on earth or it happened because the apostles were here. Or it happened because Moses was there. Now as you read the Bible, do you know that you are in the better time than Moses? How many of you know that? How many of you know that listening to me, listening to Pastor Kansema is much better than listening to Moses? How many of you know that? Somebody is laughing. I mean, it is, it's very true. Because Jesus at one time said, look at John the Baptist. Then he said, out of all the prophets who are born of women, there is no prophet who is greater than John the Baptist. Then he said, however, those who are in the kingdom me, I'm in the kingdom, are greater than John the Baptist. So if John the Baptist was greater than Moses the prophet, and I'm greater than John the Baptist, do you think you can equate me to Moses? 
Come on, give the Lord a big hand for that. Very important. We want to put, push things backwards. And you've got to know that uh, Moses was not the righteousness of God. He was a servant of God. You and me are not servants of God. We are sons and daughters of God. You have a better relationship with God than Moses. You understand that? And so you don't have to say these things can only happen if there was a Moses. They can happen today in a better way than they happened when Moses was preaching. Of course, some of you are going to say, no, uh, Peter, Peter, it was much better than Peter. It was much better with Peter. But how much know that, how much, how much, how, ma, how many of us know that you are really better than Peter? How many of you know that? You see, when Peter was preaching, he didn't have a Bible. Peter did not have a Bible. He was just preaching what Jesus told him. He never read the book of Luke. Peter never, wrote, never read uh, 1 Corinthians. Peter never read the book of Revelation. By the time the book of Revelation was written, Peter was dead. Peter never read uh, Ephesians. Peter never even read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For himself, he was medicine, uh, he was medicine with our sins, so that we may be the righteousness of God in him. He never read that. Now, you and me have the all counsel of God in our hands. We can read the counsel of God from Genesis to Revelation. We can read Habakkuk. We can read Ephesians. We are more equipped than Peter. In other words, we are the people that can experience greater things of God even more than people in the New Testament. Because we even have examples. Peter never read most of the examples we are, we are reading. We have a lot of testimonies. Actually, Peter himself is a testimony to us. So we are the people that can experience better things of God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says we are in the better covenant. The problem is our thinking is wrong. Our thinking is wrong. And we must allow the word of God to change our thinking. And the word of God cannot change our thinking until we are assured of the integrity of God's word and give ourselves to studying and understanding the word of God. 
The Bible says God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That is what the Bible is saying. God is able. Do you believe God is able? He's able to make all grace abound towards you and towards me that we having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work from January to December. That's what the Bible is saying. But if you don't believe in the integrity of God's word, you're going to read that and say, it is not possible. Amen. The Bible says Jesus himself bore our sicknesses in his body. And by his stripes we were healed. If you were healed, if I were healed, I must stay healed or in divine health. But believe me, if you don't believe the integrity of God's word, you will read that and say, it is not possible. So it all begins by you and me understanding that the Bible is what it says it is. And God is able to fulfill what he says in his word. Lift your right hands to the Lord. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to look upon your word and trust it in spite of my experiences. Now, I want to make a step uh, forward today. If you are going to believe that you can live a sickness-free and a poverty-free life, you need to understand your identity in Christ or who you are in Christ. When you got born again, who have you become? What is your identity? Because you see, it's one thing to be born again. It's another thing to understand what really happened to your life when you got born again. What does it mean to be born again? Who have you become? What has changed in your life after being born again? What has been available to you because of the experience of salvation? Who are you? It's very important. And most of us, we don't experience miracles. We don't have faith to attain the blessings of God because to begin with, we don't even know who we are from the time we got born again. Amen. So let's go to the scriptures. We have read some of these scriptures and there's nothing wrong to repeat them. Go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And we're going to read verse 21. 
For he made him to be seen for us who knew no sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Say it again. What does it mean, the righteousness of God in Christ? It simply means I have the right standing with God. Go to the book of John chapter 1. John chapter 1. We pick it up from there. Verse 11. He came to his own and his own he received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. Even them that believed in his name, which are born not of the blood, nor the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Say, I am born of God. I am a child of God. Now, if you are born of God, you are the righteousness of God. It simply means you have the nature of God in you. Because being the righteousness of God simply means you have received the life of God. They that are born of the flesh are flesh. They or he that is born of the spirit is spirit. So when we were born of Adam, I think we dealt with that in Romans chapter 5. Through one man's disobedience, sin entered into us. We were born of Adam and because we are born of Adam, we were born sinners. We became sinners not by action, but by birth. Then we, are, we have become righteous, not by what we have done, but by birth. In Adam, we caught the nature of sin. We were born under the nature of Adam. It became obvious that we will behave like Adam. We sin not because, because we are, we, we, don't become, we, we, we don't become sinners by sinning. We sin because we are born in the nature of sin. And that nature is called the nature of Adam. But when you are born again, or when we are born again, we get the nature of Jesus. Or the nature of God. That nature of God is what we call the righteousness of God. So when I got born again, I got the nature of God. Say it again. I did not hear you for the last time. Say, so I have the life of God in me. I have the nature of God in me. Okay. Now, the law of beginnings, if you go to the book of Genesis, 
The Bible says everything produced according to its own kind. A tree produced a tree. Or it was bearing fruit because it is a tree. Now, oranges don't become oranges because they produce oranges. But orange trees produce oranges because they are oranges. It does not become with the fruit. It, become, it starts with the tree. Amen. We don't look at the tree and say it's an orange tree because it produces oranges. But we can say the orange produces oranges because it's an orange tree. So because you have the nature of God in you, it becomes obvious that you and me are supposed to produce according to the nature of God. Very important. Now, few questions I may ask you about the nature of God. The Bible says God is love. How many of you know that? So, can we say love is the nature of God? Eh? Can we say that? It's part of his nature, isn't it? Come on, how many of you say, believe that? Love is part of the nature of God. Okay? Now, if God is love, and love is part of his nature, and you have the nature of God, don't you have the love of God in you? Huh? You do. Okay? God is holy. Is that part of God's nature? Do you have the nature of God? So, don't you have the holiness of God in you? Okay? God is powerful. That is his nature. We, we ascribe honor, riches, and power to him. Is it that part of him? Do you have his nature? So you have the power of God in you too, isn't it? Is sickness part of the nature of God? God lives in divine health, isn't it? So divine health is part of your nature. I'm asking you. Is God broke? God is rich. God is not rich because he has diamonds. That is his nature. Do you have the nature of God in you? Therefore, wealth is part of your nature. You agree with me? Does God have sound mind? So, you also have the nature of God, which is sound mind. Now, here is what you need to do. Go home and write down what the Bible says God is. Write down what the Bible says about the nature of God. After you write all those things, then you must conclude 
that if this is what God is and I have his nature, this is who I am. Now, your mind is not going to accept that. Because your mind is going to say, you are a human being. Why do you, why do you say that? Now, I did not tell God that I'm your son. He told me I'm his son. All I need is to accept him. Listen to this. Do you know the problem of human being is not what we go through? It is simply failure to accept what God says we are and we have. God says you are my son, but you feel comfortable to say I'm a sinner saved by grace. It feels comfortable. God says you are the righteousness of God. It feels comfortable to say I'm a sinner trying to find God. Whatever God says about you, he really means it. He really means it. So my problem and your problem is simply finding out what we have become in Christ and accept it. You must accept that you are a son of God. Come on, say, I'm a, I'm a son of God. Say it again. I did not hear you. Say, God has many sons. Has many sons. The, firstborn the firstborn is Jesus. I don't know my number. But I'm one of his sons. I maybe I'm number one billion, I really don't know. But I'm a son of God. Now, that doesn't feel well with your mind and my mind. Now, Jesus himself, the Bible says, is not ashamed to call us his brothers. He's not ashamed. He's not ashamed to say, I'm going to my father, who is your father. I'm going to my God, who is your God. He's not ashamed. Now, that is very important if you are going to walk in the life of Victory. You must know your identity. Identity number one is that you are a child of God. You are the son of God or the daughter of God and the nature of God is in you. You have the nature of God. You, your DNA pronounces God. The nature of of God is in you. And somebody says, but pastor, what about the nature of Adam? Because most of us, when we are struggling, even in sin, we always say, you know, I'm born again, but I'm struggling with the nature of Adam. In fact, I, I preached that and I think I'm ready to change what I have preached. That we are struggling with the nature of Adam. It is the nature of Adam in us. That's why we are struggling. The nature of Adam as a sickness. 
the nature of Adam as sin, the nature of Adam as poverty. We are carrying poverty because of Adam. Don't you read in the Bible that when Jesus died on the cross, he died to death and you also died with him. You are dead to the flesh. You are dead to Adam. You don't have the nature of Adam in you. Lift up your right hand. Say, I don't have the nature of Adam. Say it again. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, Jesus was the last Adam. So if Jesus was the last Adam, why are you continuing to be the Adam? Now your mind may not believe that. That's why it requires faith. You must know I am dead to Adam. I am free from Adam. I was a slave to sin in Adam. I am free to sin in Christ. The same way when Adam died because of sin, the righteousness of God in him disappeared. God said we are making man in our own likeness. When Adam sinned, he lost the likeness of God. And so, he had no likeness of God. Now, when we are born again, the likeness of Adam dies in us, then we have the likeness of God. You cannot have the two. You cannot have the two. And someone is going to say, but pastor, if we are dead to sin, and I am dead to Adam's nature, why do born again Christians sin? Why do I sin if I don't have the nature of sin in me? Why do I sin if I have no nature of Adam in me? Here is the question. In Genesis, God said we are making man in our own likeness or in our nature. So God made Adam and Eve in his nature. And the devil came to Adam, tempted him, and the Adam sinned. Did he have the nature of sin? Did he sin because of the nature? I'm asking you. God said we are making Adam in our own likeness. In our own image. So Adam did not have the nature of sin. He was created in the image of God. But the devil came to him, tempted him, and he sinned. Did he sin because of the nature? You see, most of us, that's where we run. I'm sinning because of the nature. It's the nature of Adam. No. When you are born again, when I'm born again, we don't sin because of nature. We sin because of wrong choice and free will. Adam sinned because of wrong choice and free will. So whenever you commit sin, don't say it is the nature. You have the nature of Jesus. Simply say, I chose wrongly using my free will. 
Very, very important. Now, let's go back to who we are in Christ. We have the nature of God. Now, if you have the nature of God, which simply means you can live a godly life here on earth because you have a nature of God here on earth. You're not going to live a godly life in heaven because you will not have the nature of God only when you are in heaven. You have the nature of God. I have the nature of God as I'm standing here. Amen. So I don't have to wait to go to heaven before I begin to manifest God in me. Before I begin to manifest his nature in me. I have his nature. If God cannot be sick because of his nature, it is possible for me also to tap into the nature of God and live a sickness free. If God cannot be poor or cannot be bankrupt because of his nature, I can draw on his nature and also live without being bankrupt. If God does not sin because of his nature and he has given me the nature of righteousness, I can overcome sin because of the nature of God in me. Lift up your right hand. Say, I overcome because of my nature. I overcome because of the nature of God in me. Now, okay. Ah, come, come Jeff, come. Give Jeff a big hand. With the daughter. Give him a big hand. Stand right here. Now here's a question. Now let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Ah, baby. Let me ask you a question, church. Who is a full human being between Jeff and this one? Are you serious? Do you mean this one is a full human being? This one is a full human being? I didn't hear you. What's the name of your daughter? Onan. Do you know this girl? Do you, do you say this girl is a full human being? Jeff is a full human being. Okay. Now, if we ask them to run ten times from that place to that place, are they going to run? One will run. One won't run. Okay? If I can ask them to clap hands to the Lord, are they going to do that? If I can ask them to lift this, is she going to lift it? Is Jeff going to lift it? Does that mean she is not a full human being because it can't lift what Jeff is lifting? What's the problem? 
Huh? Here is the, the problem. The girl is a full human being just as the father is a full human being. The difference is the level of development. Okay? Which means you have the nature of God because the Bible says the fullness of God dwells in Christ. And we have Christ in us. It simply means we have the fullness of God. But we can have the fullness of God on the undeveloped level. Come on, give him a big hand. We can have the nature of God, the fullness of God, the attributes of God, right packed in us, but only undeveloped level. Now, because of the undeveloped level, there are things that we can do because of our nature, but we cannot do them because of our undeveloped All that Jeff can do, that girl at a later stage can do. She can run with him. She can lift things. The difference is not because she has taken up a new nature. She's just in the same nature of the father as a human being. But the time has come where she has now developed and she can do what the father can do. The difference is not the nature. The difference is development. You develop in the same nature that you are. Here is what you need to know. The problem of we Christians is not our nature, is lack of development. We don't develop in the nature of God. We have the nature of God in us. We have the nature of divine health in us. We have the nature of holiness in us. We have the nature of prosperity in us. We have the love of God in us. But we are not developing in that nature. Lift up your right hand. So I have the nature of God in me. All I need is to develop. So when we say you can live a sickness free, it does not mean you are not healed. You are already healed. But you need to develop into a life of divine health. When we say you have prospered in Christ, you are totally prospered, totally complete. Poverty has no place in you. But it will require you to develop 
into divine prosperity. When we say, you have the love of God in you. Some of us, we are still living in anger. My God. Look at your neighbor and say, especially you. <laughs> you step on their toes, you are going to feel it. It doesn't mean you don't have the nature of love in you. It's just that you have it, but you haven't been developing it. You have the nature of God. You can walk in love. You can walk in righteousness. You can walk in peace. You can walk in the anointing of the Holy Ghost. How many of you know that you are anointed? You don't know? Do you understand that the word Christ means the anointed one? How many of you have Christ in you? If you have Christ in you, what do you have? The anointed one. So all you need to know is to develop and begin to walk in the anointing. So the major challenge we have, it is development. It is growing in who we are. But of course, you cannot grow in who you are if you don't even know who you are. Very, very important. You can't grow in who you are if you don't know who you are. Until a day comes, you look yourself in the mirror and you say, I'm a child of God. Just as Jesus is a child of God. I am not a sinner saved by grace. I'm the child of God. The spirit of God dwells in me. The nature of God is in me. And I choose, I shall walk in my nature. Because if I have the nature of God, it's possible to walk in that nature. You accept that. Before you accept that, you are going to lean to the nature of man. What can I do? I'm just a man. I'm just a human being. What can I do? I'm just a woman. I'm a woman. What can I do? You have to tell some people at work when they say, women have no place here. You say, I do. I know. I know women have no place here. Then you look at them, but no, I'm beyond, I'm beyond a woman. I'm a daughter of God. Hallelujah. I'm a child of God. Amen. Now, balance. Come on, say balance. balance. You've got to The Bible always says in. We are the righteousness of God in him. We are more than conquerors in. You don't have to lose position. Because you are not that in your own or on your own. Because if you lose that, you will reach a point where you think you are a God yourself. You take out the position of Christ. The position is very important. We are the righteousness of God in him. We are more than conquerors in him. We are blessed in him. The position is very important. So when you are in him, you have all things that belong to God. It is not in you or by your performance 
by your goodness, it is in him. Come on, some the righteousness of God. In him. Quickly. Then I close. How do you develop in who you are? How do you develop? You're not going to become. Please listen to this. You realize the Bible says we have been made. We have become. You are already are. The Bible says we have been made righteous. We have become. So you are already are. If there is English like that. So you are not going to be made the righteous. You are already made the righteous. You are not going to be healed. You are already healed. You are not going to prosper. You are already prosperous. So what you need now is to grow into what you already are in Christ. You not become you. He says he gave them power to become the sons of God. You will not become the son of God when you are born again. You have already become the son of God. So what now you need it is to develop into a mature son of God. Is now to develop into a mature prosperous son of God. It is to develop into a health child of God. Your challenge and my challenge is not becoming. Our challenge is developing or growing into what we already are. Very important. Now, development process number one is feeding on the word of God. The devil is tempting Jesus and Jesus answers and say, man shall not live by bread alone, but he shall live upon the word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Man shall not live by bread alone. Okay? Which means man shall live by the word. Not by bread alone. Luke chapter 4, verse 4. And Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall, leave, shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, very simple. This is very simple. You develop into a mature child of God or who you already are in Christ by feeding on the word of God. It simply means challenge number one to born again Christians it is feeding. That girl that 
Jeff came with, if they can stop feeding her for the next two weeks and they bring that girl to church, she won't look good. She was born a human being with the human nature, but lack of feeding may kill her or make her live unhealth. It doesn't mean she's not a human being. She is. But lack of feeding can bring a lot of unhealth aspects into her life. She may not develop well mentally. If a person is not eating well when they are growing up, some of them don't develop mentally. Their physical development is hampered. Not because they are not human beings, but they are not feeding or they are feeding on the wrong food. Now, the majority of born-again Christians, that's where the problem is. Many born-again Christians are feeding on the junk. Sunday morning today, there is a lot of junk being dished from the pulpits. And many of them are feeding on the junk. So they may be living Christians, but their spiritual health is not good, not because they don't have the nature of God in them. They have the nature of the God in them, but they are feeding on the wrong food. What food are you feeding on? What spiritual food are you feeding on? So as a child of God, if you want to develop in who you are already are, feeding becomes very important. The first thing is, you must feed. And second thing, you must feed on the right food. Now, some of us, as I'm talking, we don't feed. Look at me and listen to this. If every one of you now, as I'm talking, now, you are born again here in the church. Some of you, as I'm talking, you are sick physically. Spiritually, you are healed. But there is a sickness in your body. And you make it your personal business that I'm going to start the word on the menu of divine health daily. The right menu. Before the end of this month, in two months time, that sickness will dis disappear in your body. You see, the word of God is just like the natural food. They are protective food, carbohydrates, uh, proteins, vitamins, the word of God is like that. If you are short of vitamins, you begin to take the vitamins. Take the vitamins. All of a sudden, your body will begin to change. Where there was weakness, you begin to feel strength. Where there was some lacking, things begin to change. 
because you are feeding the body with the right menu. Let me ask you this. Those who are doing water building, they tell you eat a lot of proteins. When you eat a lot of proteins and do exercising, do proteins create muscles in you? They are already there. The food you eat becomes an agent of development. They don't create the muscles. The nature of God is in you. Healing is already in you. Prosperity is already in you. The righteousness of God is already in you. The love of God is already in you. All you need to do is to eat the menu that makes the righteousness of God develop. That makes the healing power begin to work. That makes prosperity begin to work. But if you are not feeding or not feeding the right menu, you will have the all nature of God in you, but never see the development. Poverty is not lack of money to born again Christians. Is wrong feeding or lack of feeding? You eat junks. Just a preacher move you under fear and say the Lord said if you bring that 10,000 under my feet you have retired from poverty permanently. You go and borrow money and run in front take there. And you become 10,000 poorer. And I'm not saying giving is not there. Giving is there. But how do you give? You are eating too much junk, spiritual junk. So if you are going to develop and be a poverty-free, born-again child, sickness-free, born-again child, bring, begin to bear the fruit of the Spirit. You've got to choose to feed. Like I'm saying, some of you, you take the word of God very simple. Let me tell you this, and I'm telling you this out of love. You can take it or you don't take it. It's hard to find a preacher who makes sense. No, 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 I'm serious. It's very hard to find a preacher, a man of God with integrity, good motive, with revelations. Now, some of us, you have opportunities to have such men around you or in town. You go to watch football. Or you go to bury somebody. You are every month you are we are going for the wedding in Bushback Ridge. We are going for the wedding in, in Makobistat. We are going for the funeral. Every time you are not feeding. I mean, this is so serious that you can make up your mind that if I mean 
If, let me tell you this. If some of the preachers that feed me can be in Pretoria and one of my cousins is dead, I am not going to the funeral. I will send them money to bury them. It won't make a difference whether I'm there or not there. Take the issue of feeding on the word. Sit under the feet of the preacher. Be able to take it. Some of us, we cannot hear the word for more than one hour. It's too much. That's why you are so mountriciously looking, if there's English like that. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I, I am surprised many born again Christians sitting in the church. You can't read a book, hundred pages. It takes you two months. I mean, you are reading, but you are eating too little. It doesn't mean you are not eating, but your eating rate is too, too slow for it to have effect in your body. Some of you, I know how you dish. I watch you when we have meetings. You really dish. After dishing, you go back. Round two. Anybody like that? Don't point at somebody. And of course, people who dish, you can check. That one must be dishing. Amen? If you can be dishing spiritually like that, your spiritual life will change. Your spiritual life will begin to, you dish too little. You take the book on healing, you are sick. You read one page and you start sleeping. Pastor, I've been reading only that pastor. I, how many, okay, how many books have you read so far? Pastor, I'm just on chapter two. Two months. <laughs> Lift up your right hand. Say, I already, what I, I already have what it takes to be the man of God. To be the woman of God that God wants me to be. All I need is to feed well on the word of God. And let me help you, Basalwane. You see, some of you, you run up and down. And I'm not saying don't go for help from any other preacher. You can't go in time of, that's why there are spiritual gifts. In the time of emergence, spiritual gifts are there like emergence. When you can't pick yourself, you need a gift to pick you. But you cannot live by gifts. The just shall live by faith. You can't be running around. You are 20 years in the Lord. 25 years in the Lord. You're still running around for headache. There's something wrong with you. You are spiritually malnourished. 
Amen. Have I ever called any one of you to pray for me? Could I have a headache? Pastor Macombo, hey, 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 pray, 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 pray. Now, now, now. No. Does it mean I don't have headaches? I do. But I, I feed enough to lift it and throw it away. Last point. Once you feed, you must exercise. Spiritual exercise. You do spiritual exercise or exercises in two ways. Number one is prayer. Because it is through prayer, let me put it this way, it's through prayer that the food you eat is digested. Especially prayers of confession. Praying in tongues. The Bible says build yourself in the most holy faith. Praying in other tongues. Feed on the word. But exercise your spiritual life by praying intensely. Spend time praying. Praying the word that you read. Pray in other tongues. Push in prayer. By doing that, you are digesting or mixing the word that you have received with faith. Number two exercise is acting the word of God when the moment comes. Acting on the word that you know when the moment comes. Come on, say acting on the word. Please pay attention. Acting on the word. When the moment comes. Say it again. Some of you, you are so religiously fat. You cannot even move. We are talking about sickness free. You are not going to be sickness free if when you have a challenge physically, you can't apply the word of God. We are talking about poverty free. You will never be poverty free if you don't act on spiritual principles that you discover in the word when the moment comes. Now, pastor, you don't know, I have these challenges, I have this. Yes, those same challenges are there to stop you acting. And when you are not acting, you are doing well. Because the devil brought those challenges to stop you. Act in the word or on the word in the contradicting moments. And you can act on the word in many ways. You can act on the word through confession. You can act on the word through praying that word. 
claiming that word. When you are having challenges in your spiritual life, you don't just follow like a lamb to be slaughtered. You stand up to that challenge and declare, yes, I may have drunk yesterday, but I want to tell you, spirit of drunkardness, that is not my nature. The nature that I have, I'm a child of God, and drunkardness is not part of me. You are not going to put me under bondage. The nature of God in me will prevail. You act the word, you speak the word, declare the word in contradicting moments. You can act the word by taking an action. Come on, say taking an action. Say it again. Take actions of faith. Hey, good boy, come here. I'm closing with you. I'm closing up with you. In your finances, when your finances are not going on well, it's not the time to flow with the devil. Do everything that the devil does or requires you to do instead of using the menu. You begin by faith. You move in by faith. You're moving by faith. Act on the word. By doing that, you are building your spiritual man through the word that you are feeding. But if you are feeding on the word and continuously acting contrary to the word, you have spiritual diarrhea. The word will just be going out. It can be assimilated. But as you act on the word in the contradicting moment, the spiritual man who you are already are is being built up. You will realize the sickness has disappeared. Poverty is leaving your door. Sin is leaving your door. By applying the word of you are, you are well dressed, but I'll, sleep, I'll ask you to sleep down. Sleep. Look up. Come closer here. I think, I, yeah, right here, right here, right here. Right here. Say, acting the word. Say it again. You really know the Bible says the devil is under your feet. Doesn't the Bible say so? What does it say? You wake up in the morning, you find the devil is stepping on you like this. And looking at you, say, today I caught you. You are under my... Who is talking to you? The devil is talking to you. I caught you today. Actually, that is after prayer. You just finish 10 days prayer and fasting. Then you find yourself the devil. I don't know where, which, which area of your life the devil is saying you are under my feet. I really don't know. 
But somewhere, somewhere in your life, the devil is speaking to you that you are under my feet. You are under my feet financially. You are under my feet in your health. You are under my feet in the area of sexual sins. You are under my feet in drunkenness. The devil is looking at you like this. What do you do? That is when you act the word. You shout back to him and say, You are a liar. You, I cannot be under my feet. It is you who is under my feet. The devil says, Don't you see? You are under my feet. You say, No, I don't walk by what I see. I walk by faith. The Bible says, The devil is under my feet. Talk back to him. Come on, say, Talk back to him. You are not the devil. You are the child of God. You talk back to him. He gives you all the evidence. Can't you see? Can't you see? You say, yes, I see. But I do not walk by what I see. You can take your seat. Child of God. Yes, I see. But I don't walk by what I see. I walk by faith. As long as I'm concerned, it is you who is under my feet. Then he presses all the more. But I'm acting the word. I'm acting the word by my confession. I'm acting by word by the words of my mouth. Even though it looks like I'm really under his feet. But I am not. Because the Bible says he is the one who is under my you see, you've got to learn that. But some of you, when it happened like that, you are going to take five phones to phone everyone. You are confirming to the devil that yes, you are under his feet, you need help. Act the word. When the devil says you are going to die, look at him and say, you will see yourself dead, not me. Plan like you are not sick. Feed on the word. Plan like you are not sick. Feed on the word. Plan like you are not sick. When the devil says you are broke, man, is the time to give an offering, the devil shocking offering. There is what we call the devil shocking offering. Some of you sitting here, the devil is very sure you will never pay tithe for the next two years. Yeah. If I were you, next month end, yeah. I can pay the devil shocking tithe. Yeah. Amen. You hear what I said? Yeah. yeah. I change his two years into, into three days. Yeah. He will come and he sees me dancing. Taking devil number three. What is it? Is, it, is that an envelope? He says, yeah, it looks like an... Is there a prayer request? There's no money. Is it not... Did we put her or him on a two years? Five years? Ten years? Or never? 
Lift up your right hand. Some already. What the Bible says I am. I'm a fully child of God. I have the nature of God in me. Give the Lord a big hand. Let's stand on our feet. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. To order the rest of the CDs in this series on the teaching by Pastor Kansima, write to Discipleship Ministries at P.O. Box 1051, Hasfontaine 0042, Pretoria, South Africa. Or email us at admin at discipleshipministries.co.za or the discipleship ministries at gmail.com. Thank you.